3: now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, Senor. Deep within the stinking bowels of the Armstrong and Getty information complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show for this Monday, the 20th of September, the year of our Lord 2021. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager... Ah, how well, was I going to go with
4: it? the Emmy Awards? Oh, oh yes. really? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, you, you got a nominee? Oh boy, that's uh yeah. In, in terms of a conversation, I'd
3: say uh, booster shots. I that's a good one. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, um, I was say. actually just sitting here ruminating on the fact that every Monday I come into work and have the same feeling. I have no memory of how to do this job. <laughs> <laughs> How does it go? What do we do? Um, You
4: know, a darker general manager, Gabby's boyfriend.
3: Oy. The tragic drone strike. Too much of a downer. They
4: still not know where Gabby's boyfriend is?
3: That is, uh, mine, uh, to the best of my knowledge, he has still vanished into the wildlife preserve, whether to administer self-justice, if you will, or cowardly escape from justice, if you look at it like that. So, or I don't know, maybe he's just hiding out like Ted Kaczynski in a tent
4: so he took off sometime on last Tuesday from his parents' home. His parents didn't alert authorities that, oh yeah, by the way, the guy you suspect in killing the girl she our son he left days ago. We probably should have said
3: something. They didn't tell if, anybody till Friday. if they can prove at all that they know what he did, you got to hammer them for being accessories after the fact, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And if you didn't hear the headline and then we'll
4: move on because it's pretty dark, we can talk about it again later. But they found uh, remains of a body yesterday that are consistent with her. So they believe at least that uh, end of it is answered. Horrible. Yeah, pretty horrible. Uh, Drone strike. Another horrible story. We should talk about that later. The, uh, you know, uh, 12,000 migrants at the border would be a good general manager. Is there a lot of them are still there? Although they're busting them as fast as they can into places unknown in the United States to try to get them out of there. So that's the way that works. Wow, wow. Um, here is a. It, I thought there was such an interesting tell from the media over the weekend that I found fascinating around the whole booster shot thing. So on Friday, the FDA came out and said, "Yeah, we've uh, we looked at the data. We just we don't think most people need booster shots." And instead of you know the reaction being, hmm, okay, well that's good. You know now I don't have to make an appointment or get another shot or whatever. It was just disappointment from so many people, and I found that psychologically fascinating. Yeah. So I'm watching the, the news yesterday, and uh, they would have uh, different people on, and yeah, we're ready to go. I mean, it's just it's you know it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a real setback, but we're ready to we're ready to try to get the.
3: Wait a second, why is this a setback? The scientists decided you don't need one. Now I got to jump in there. I don't think that's what they decided. They decided they didn't have enough data to approve the idea. Well, okay, they wanted fine. more information. Okay, fine. But
4: the, 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 the same, same result. Same result in that the science doesn't make it obvious that you need one. I'll right. phrase it that way. Mm-hmm. So why are you disappointed? You as a superintendent at as a school they had for an example, or you as a journalist? Why are you disappointed? That you don't get another shot, it it so it proves to me that it's what you've been saying about masks, Masksphilia versus people that are you know horrified by masks or people that are in love with masks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing with the freaking vaccine. Yeah, pe- people yeah. that just they just want to get a shot. So even though the scientists say, well, we can't we can't conclusively say that that's necessary right now. Oh. That is really disappointing. Why is it disappointing to you? Do you have your own personal evidence that you need to get the booster vaccine? Or are you just in love (laughs) with the vaccines? You're just in love with getting shots. You like the political story. You're on the side of vaccines are good. So just the more times you get jabbed in the arm, the better. Exactly. I'm
3: going to balance out every Trump voting ignoramus by getting seven vaccines myself.
4: I just found that fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. You're disappointed that the doctors decided now you don't. We don't know that you need one yet.
3: Now well, that right. we're, okay. we're fully into the NFL season and some shocking upsets yesterday, ah, uh, it, it's very much like sports team rootership in a way. There's no rational reason I should root for one team over another, other than maybe you know the geography. And yet people invest their egos in it, their emotions. They buy gear, they go to games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We we have a couple of sports teams. Yeah, I get it for the football.
4: I don't get it for the vaccine. Um, if you tell me today, if the doctors came out today, if the FDA came out today and said, oh, the, if you got the booster shot in April like I did, uh, it's wearing off next month, you need to get the booster. I'd run out and get the booster. And if they tell me, nah, you're good for another year, you don't need it yet, then I'd wait a year. I have no interest whatsoever other than
3: just what they tell me is a good idea. Yeah, it's the Jabbermaskers versus the Leave Me alone in tonight's matchup, Monday Night Football. I don't know. I'm just I'm exhausted by the by the dumbness of it at times. Yeah, for individuals, but you would hope that the world's leading
4: media could do better than that.
3: Please abandon all hope, all ye who enter here.
4: Apparently, should just sit around and watch Ted Lasso all day long. That's what a person should do. Cheer a fellow up. Have a better attitude about life and whatnot. Well,
3: until the end of the season, when well, spoiler alert. What? You know something the rest of us don't know. Well, it takes a turn for the dark. The cheery oh. demeanor, the relentless optimism. Oh, oh gotcha! I see. What oh you're my! Talking. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like in
4: future seasons, like he's going to turn out to be a serial killer or something. Because <laughs> like that. that would be a turn. Yeah, I'd say It'd be a shocking turn. Uh, so we do have to talk about all that. Um, uh, the uh, is the. 3.5 trillion dollar human infrastructure package going to pass or not I don't even know if it's going to be brought up for a vote so uh, we'll get into that I suppose if it
3: looked if it does learn to speak French because we'll be France then I don't know why our language would change exactly Just to keep up <laughs> society and form a government anyway uh we got to start the show officially though oh yeah now don't we? so
4: I'm Jack Armstrong he's Joe Getty on this it is Monday September 20th. We've only got one day of summer left. The year twenty twenty one, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
3: Okay, let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, so much to get to. Let's do it at Mark.
5: Uh, I want to thank folks uh, at SNL. I want to thank Lauren, who went to go take a dump. Now, perfect. What? Oh yeah.
3: If, if anybody had watched the Emmy Awards last night, they would have enjoyed that joke.
4: That would have been controversial had anybody seen it. Right. <laughs> there would be discussions today whether or not that was okay. Had any human beings watched the
3: show? <laughs> Even a single one. <laughs> but nobody did, so... No. What tree, forest, sound, etc., who cares? How does mailbag look? It's actually quite good. We have one email in particular that will fill you with uh, uh, envy, anger self-hatred, and despair. Okay. Something to look forward
4: to. Fantastic. It's running through um, many of your human emotions right there in one email. That's <laughs> what all, we do. All those space tourists landed safely over the weekend, right? After four days in space, the greatest trip regular mankind has ever taken? Thank God. Several days around the Earth. We've got details on that, too. So many things on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC.
1: The Armstrong and
4: Getty Show. So we had a guy on a Friday uh, who was actually at the border, at the bridge, where the at that time 10,000 people were, over half of them from Haiti. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to have him on again today, because he spent time right there at the border and went down into Mexico trying to figure out what's going on, and we're going to talk to him again today. That story, still not getting near the attention it should be getting, but it is getting some attention from, like, the New York Times and Washington Post and came up on the Sunday shows briefly yesterday, like 30 seconds on each show. If
3: you're paying any attention to the story, you realize how miserable life in those little border towns has become. Oh. As they're just getting overrun. You'd wonder what the heck, the, what, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. It's actually a, a very different one today in that it's a conversation that Jim Li- James Lindsay, friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, is having on a plane. Well, I'll tell you the very brief story. Started talking to the guy next to me on a plane. Real talk about the state of the world started up, obviously. Whole cabin around us was soon chiming in. Thank God for you guys. I thought I was the only one who felt this way. And here's here's the quote from James Lindsay. Start speaking up honestly and everywhere without fear. Hmm. I love that.
4: With the idea that there's more of you than, uh, than you think?
3: Yeah, and, and more of you than there are of them. Except in certain deep blue enclaves, yeah, I think you can absolutely do that. And those of you who your careers are hanging by a thread or you're young or whatever, you don't think you can get away with it, we totally get it. But if you're in a position where you can speak honestly, you have the heft in your field or or whatever, do it. Let people know there are more like you and more like them. Mailbag. Woohoo So here's the email I mentioned that is going to fill you with uh, self-hatred, despair, discouragement, Josiah in Washington writes Morning, boys. Are you guys aware that the base price for the Bored Ape NFT Positive Sean bought the Bored Ape Yacht Club? The current base price is $125,000. I don't know if he sold or not, but holy hell. <laughs> Holy hell, indeed, my friend. I'll
4: text Sean about that because uh, he was a member of our uh, staff for several years. But he got into the NFTs, which I'm guessing a lot of you don't have any idea what that even means yet. I barely do. But he made... Remember he had one? He made $6,000 in a week or something off of.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this could be a six-figure win because, as I recall, he spent a few grand on the Ape. Several thousand, but... Yeah, and then I took...
4: Then I took a picture of the ape on his phone and had exactly the same picture but he said mine is worthless.
3: Yeah, well it is. <laughs> Which is uh, but just the why a the mind why. blank. The why yeah. is the question. Yeah, yeah. Here's a nice note from uh D first initial D. 125 billion dollars in the infrastructure bill to bail out the retirement fund for California's teachers. Why should the other 49 states pay for the mismanagement of their fund? Wow. That's infrastructure? Wow. That yeah. is unbelievable. I haven't dug into the specifics of that, but good catch, D. God, that is theft. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Oh. It absolutely is. Uh, speaking of theft and crime, what a beautiful lead-in, Jack. Your instincts. You're, you're, you're a savant. Uh, Hugh and Lafayette writes, Hello, Big Freedom and Simple Jack. Listen to your Wednesday podcast about Seattle, uh, defund the police, and the results of that movement, inevitably uh, enormous crime. Want to say that I lived in Cape Town, South, Af- South Africa, from 2003 to 2006, which is right around when we were there, wasn't it? I mean, maybe right after. Oh, wait a second. It was 1999 because that's the year Delaney was born. She was an infant when when we went. Anyway, it was very common practice for small shops to keep their doors locked, even barber shops. You rang a doorbell, they checked you out and let you in if you looked legit. Many of the banks, I remember this, had something like an airlock. You stepped into the lobby. And shut the door behind you. It would lock. A security guard checked you out, then locked the outer door and they opened the inner door, as you say. The beast adapts. And so will all our small businesses. Hate to see the world change, though. That's you. You should uh, bring that up again later. I was
4: listening to a uh, podcast with a guy that considers himself the most right-wing person. He says, any room I'm ever in in my life, I'm the most right-wing person in there. Huh. And, uh, and, and it's all about uh, law and order. And and uh and and why we just accept crime the way we do. And it's really kind of an interesting way to look
3: at things. I mean, we should talk about that again later. Love to chat about that. Sounds good. Uh da, 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 da. oh, okay. Yeah, this is uh Jeffrey with a G writes uh, at my uncle's funeral over the weekend, the lady driving the hearse was wearing a mask. What is the worst that can happen? She was taking my uncle's corpse to a hole in the ground. Oi, <laughs> Love the
4: show. Walked, uh, walked through the park yesterday with my kids headed over to do a little uh, throwing the baseball around. because My youngest is in Little League now. And uh, as we walked past the playground, there were probably 20 people there. Every single man, woman, and child in a
3: mask outside at the playground. I'm sorry, you said indoors in a closed room. Nope. Out of doors, out in nature, fresh air. Even freaking Dr. Fauci will tell you you can't get it outdoors. Uh, What is the the, Again, what is the matter with people? Frantic, (laughs) frantic virtue signaling. I don't know. I don't know. I was watching this young
4: couple in love sit on the bench with their arms around each other with their masks on. And I just thought.
3: There's nobody around you. You two clearly are together. Miss, excuse me, miss, if you're listening, you're in love with an idiot. Sir, <laughs> you, sir, are in love with an idiot. You are two idiots in love. Enjoy your idiot affair. Your idiotic marriage, which will almost certainly produce idiotic children. Wow. God help us. Amen. Wow. Pass the time. <laughs> Let's see, moving along. Uh, Brian, oh, several people responded. We asked the question that that Jack was describing how he was trying to accomplish something online and just got hit by the, the repeated, your password's wrong, then there's already an account with that email and the rest of it. And I got this wave of emotion over me relating to that frustration. And we posed the question, what is there a name for that, or should there be? And we got several ideas, including Brian in Hattiesburg, Ms., Mississippi writes uh, that's Tex exhaustion. That's a good one. It's a little lengthy, but I like it. Uh, uh, tech and dysphoria. Uncle Ted had it. Signed Ron, who has the same name, roughly as Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Mm. Tech and dysphoria. I like this one. This is this is probably my favorite from Rebecca. Configumiliation. <laughs> Config humiliation. Yeah, actually it was,
4: and I've certainly had that other scenario plenty of times. I'll probably have it today, but I bought a sound bar to plug in my TV. Went to plug it into my TV. Doesn't work. Had to call the 800 number. They say I need to update the software on the sound bar that I bought. To update the software, you need to plug it into a computer with a special cord that I didn't have. And then you get the cord, then you have to go onto their website and figure out how to do that. It doesn't work, and you got to have an account. Oh, boy. (laughs) Here's
3: here's a little life hack for you. (laughs) Uh, Smash it with a hammer. That's the life hack. Gary in the Foothills. Friend of Armstrong and Getty. Over 20 years. Guys, I buy my low-tech, non-smart stuff at thrift stores. That way I don't have to worry about the spyware. My wife picked up a Bose soundbar and subwoofer to thrift store. Dumb technology. Kicks ass $50. Yeah,
4: that's what I needed. I don't need software in my speaker. Just plug it in and make it play. Play the freaking sounds from the TV. <laughs> it's a simple bargain. Uh, excuse me, though. We wouldn't be able to harvest your data and send it back to the company and make gazillions of dollars if we did it that way, though. So that's why we need to have software. So download, your, download your firmware. Bunch of stories we're going to bring you up to speed on. Man, they aren't all cheery, unfortunately. Uh, if you miss an hour of the show, you can get it at the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: Second down and three. Ball's out. Now, oh, the ball is out. He lost it.
5: The Ravens all around it. Who has it? Baltimore. Oh, boy. Al says, oh, boy. I say, oh, way. Here we go. The <laughs> rookies got it. Holy smokes. What a game.
4: What happened there? I didn't watch Sunday Night Football, the number one show in America. Uh, Chiefs
5: were setting up for a field goal, and the second down, they fumbled it. They just needed a field goal to win the game.
3: And they fumbled the
5: ball, and Baltimore took it, yeah.
3: Oh, a bitter disappointment for Chiefs fans everywhere. Bitter. Exciting, though. As long as we're playing football highlights. Okay. Let's play number six. This is the uh, Minnesota Vikings radio play-by-play.
1: High snap. Put down. Joseph. Come on! It is
4: good! No, he missed it! Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Oh, my goodness. goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh.
3: This, he missed it right. <laughs> you can't scream, and it's go! Oh, he missed it. Hey, look at the refs. They do a big signal. You can't miss it. They're the guys in the stripey shirts. Or give it that whole quarter
4: second to make sure before you scream that it is good. <laughs> yeah, whoops. How?
3: <laughs> what whiplash for Vikings fans listening. Yeah, oh, man. Boy. You know, I... Do, oh we got such serious stuff to talk about. How do you come out of that into the, you know, death and destruction? Uh, I need to test something real quickly, then we can get on to the news of the day. Uh, I uh, I haven't weighed myself for quite a few days. I'm an everyday guy, just okay. to keep track of it. And Judy and I had a couple of social occasions over the weekend, a big old uh, spaghetti dinner and some other things. and. I just I, I haven't been good. It's gotten a little cooler, so it busted out the red wine, were blah, you, blah, blah. Were you doing what I often do where I, for some reason,
4: like kind of half convince myself that like my body's not going to notice that <laughs> I had a big spaghetti dinner or something like that? I Like I'm some,
3: somehow going to skate on this one. Well, I took a kind of a walk yesterday, so it probably you know break even. <laughs> so I decided the at the very least. Now oh, and so I weighed myself this morning and it was I was just horrified. I mean moving up. Yeah, way up. Oh really and so I decided number one thing I gotta do. Eat less. Because I'm a <laughs> I'm I'm a pleasure eater. I la- I eat because it, it makes me happy. I like the taste, the texture, blah, blah, blah. At the very least, I am not going to eat until I've been hungry for an hour. Hmm. So as soon as I get that, wow, I could really use something to eat, I set a timer and for an hour, and only after that timer c- goes off can I eat, and, and here's the alarm. Okay. Here <laughs> should be the sound of hogs. Exactly. When I hear that sound, I can go ahead and have something to munch upon.
4: Have you come up with a name for this diet? Because if it catches on,
3: it'll be a craze. (laughs) It hadn't even occurred to me. One-hour hog diet. (laughs) Well, right off the top of your head, not bad. So uh,
4: Nancy Pelosi said they're going to bring to the floor the infrastructure bill but it's it's it's, nobody's quite sure if she meant both or the big one or the small one or how that's going to work and so that's still really up in the air uh we'll be playing clips of bernie sanders later in the show he's he's still saying look we want we need six and a half trillion we already compromised at three and a half trillion we're not going any lower uh, whereas Senator Joe Manchin, who gets a vote, also said, I don't think we ought to even vote on it this year. Let's push it all back to 2022. Let's have a good, long conversation about this. So I have no idea what's going to happen, but a couple of interesting rulings came out over the weekend from the parliamentarian who sure seems like might be the most powerful person in America, and nobody knows their name. Who even knew there was one till like, last year?
3: And and are, aren't they the most powerful person in America? So it would seem there's some, they're like, you know, the uh, what do you call it? The uh, the Ayatollah in Iran. What do you, what do they call them? The supreme leader? Yeah. The grand leader? Whatever. She's like that. She uh, floats above it all.
4: Well, you said she. I don't know if it's a she or he. I certainly don't know their name. I certainly didn't vote for them or anything like that. And they decide whether or not it's okay to put some of this stuff in the legislation. And if, and if this person says it's okay, then trillions of dollars could get spent. And if this Person says it's not okay. Then it won't. All based on this one person's decision, and and we have this weird, like we do with the uh, the Federal Reserve and interest rates, like we do, like we used to do with the Supreme Court, but don't anymore. This idea, well, they're clearly you know just uh, like a wise and worldly kingly figure. They don't have any politics or but uh, political leanings whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They're just going to make the right decision based on whatever. But anyway, one of the decisions was made over the weekend is that the whole immigration portion of the human infrastructure bill does not count, so they can't have it in there. And a lot of people were really disappointed. Did you, do you remember last week we played that clip from Jerry Nadler who was saying illegal immigration and dealing with that is human
3: infrastructure? Right, right. First of all, her name is Elizabeth McDonough. She looks like a slightly mousy high school librarian. I, what's what I would have guessed. And wields ultimate power, apparently. And more specifically... The Democrats somehow had decided that 8 million green cards for undocumented folk was an appropriate budget item and therefore could just be done through budget reconciliation. Giving 8 million green cards out is a budget item. They were counting illegal immigration and giving uh, status... To illegal immigrants' infrastructure. And, and, and the, uh, parliamentarian, again, whatever that is, <laughs> said, no, no, you can't do that. Shooting down a major and incredibly controversial piece of legislation. Yeah. I don't, who, who among us in our civic classes, high school, hell, I studied this stuff at a collegiate level. Ever, it's like, heard about the, the parliamentarian being the linchpin for giant pieces of legislation? <laughs>
4: Well, I think that's because it's not the way we used to do things. Um, Right. Right. Claim everything's part of a spending bill and try to jam it through that way. You know, as
3: long as we're talking about this, you want to play those Bernie clips? Sure. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, What's the first one? I can't remember. Oh, 50. Package. But don't all
0: these very worthy causes you're laying out deserve their own debate and consideration. You in the past well, have said it, that this is not how Margaret,
5: right now this we have right now we have no Republican support. Zero. There's not one Republican who is prepared to stand up to the drug companies and lower the cost of prescription. And you may drugs. not
0: have full democratic not one support. One Republican either.
5: wants to build affordable housing. We can't do it without the reconciliation package. So right now what we are doing, and let's be clear, and I want the American people to understand it, we're taking on the pharmaceutical industry who are spending millions and millions of dollars trying to make sure they can charge us ten times more than the people of other countries for drugs. We're taking on the healthcare industry who right. does not want to expand Medicare. We're taking on the fossil fuel industry who thinks it's okay to continue emitting carbon while destroying the planet. So, so this is you really have to, a monumental also, struggle.
0: I understand it's monumental, and it's a struggle within your own party, you to be frank.
5: That? <laughs> that was the part I really uh, like. Do you yeah.
0: understand that? Do you?
4: And, of course, she, uh, being a good liberal journalist, you know, doesn't push back on any of those. Those are all, of course, good-worthy things. To destroy our economy to fight climate change, to uh, give everybody free health care or expand the amount of free health care a great bit. That's all those are all worthy. But her point there at the beginning is what we were just talking about. Bernie himself, along with lots of people, said this is not the way you don't jam everything into a budget and claim it's part of the budget. These all things all need to be discussed on their own merits. They're individual pieces of legislation, and Bernie used to believe that. But this is too important. This is doing, and no Republicans will go along with this. You know why no Republicans will go along with you and some of your Democratic friends? Because a majority of the country
3: doesn't think we should. Thinks you're nuts. Expand this and that, or well, uh, to tackle this or that. Well, I love this argument. <clears throat> Responding to the question why why is this appropriate? You've said it's not appropriate because we don't have enough votes. Okay, so legislation that's really unpopular, you can't assemble enough votes, and so you're just going to change the way legislation is done. That's that's not good. I think the good news
4: is, uh, if you're just you know kind of following this, is that uh, Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrat who's closest to a Republican or closest to caring about the fiscal stability of the country, anyway, um, is uh, he doesn't even want to vote on any of this stuff this year, and he wields a lot of power because you need every single vote to get this through, and uh, he's 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 not going to go along with it. So Bernie is not going to get his wishes. No, no, he's not. But I think it's worth, it,
3: given the fact that the world has moved way, way toward Bernie. Oh, no doubt. In no the last doubt. Doubt, five six years. Good. Uh, let's play clip number fifty-one because this is where he wants to move.
5: Are you sure so we that we are working President... right now? We got fifty. We got fifty votes. We're going to have to work it out as we did with the American Rescue Plan. But I have already made. And my colleagues have made a major compromise, going from six trillion down to three and a half trillion. So,
0: I, am I hearing you correctly when you say you are not willing to move on that three and a half trillion dollar number, even if the president asks you to do it? I mean, are you risking losing everything? Right now,
5: everything? look. Right now, what we are doing is we are engaging with the House and the Senate. It is a complicated proposal. All I am telling you is that three and a half trillion is much too low. A compromise has already been made an agreement has been made and the american people by the way poll after poll after poll are telling us now is the time to stand up to powerful special interests. now is the time to start representing working families on all of these issues they are enormously powerful and maybe just maybe we can work for workers for a change How
3: delightful would it be if we had a press curious enough, free enough, and honest enough to say what Bernie Sanders and his wing of the party are proposing is a complete restructuring of American society. complete restructuring of uh, our economic code, really our moral code to a large extent.
4: Yeah. New York Times has been pretty upfront about that, that this would be the, the biggest thing we've done in many, many decades and in some cases ever. And it's a complete reversal of what the Bill Clinton Democrats did in the early 90s.
3: Sure, they are openly saying we want this to be like the great society, like the, uh, the, uh, the New Deal, you know, the giant, massive, historic spending turns that this country is doing. No
4: longer tying work to welfare and all that sort of stuff. It would be a major restructuring. Now, Bernie said yesterday, and I don't know if he's right or not, he said we got we, 80% of the Democrats would vote for a $6 trillion package. Well, I hope that's not true. Wow. Um... But uh, who knows what, what she was, what, 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 the, what the journalists are always trying to get. And I understand why I ask the question I get, but it's pointless. You got two people negotiating. You can't go to one of them and say, what's your bottom line? And then go to the other one and say, what's your bottom line? That's not the way negotiating works. You can't, no. <laughs> you can't announce
3: what your bottom line is. That's very poor negotiating if that's the way you do it. Michael, what do, I realize this Monday morning and you're not a coffee guy. So you're still a little, you know, a little groggy and the rest. But we've been talking about Bernie Sanders for five minutes. Please the, the the most inexplicably funny clip we play Bernard Sanders <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny and yet it is <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Bernard Sanders.
4: Good to hear he's <laughs> still gurgling. Good to hear he's still an old man with phlegm in the back of his throat. And uh, it, that's it what...
3: sounds like they went to him like uh, Bernard, you're on. When he still had a mouthful of bagel, like he was like working on some bagel and locks, and you know. You know what's clear
4: about him, the old socialist, is when it looked like he was going to get the nomination, and there for a while, it looked like he couldn't lose the nomination, and the entire Democratic power structure and the press a lot of the press along with it rose up to stop him because he was going to win and he was going to have the nomination and he would have lost to Trump in a landslide. Um, uh, but remember the big giant story that came out? I don't remember if it was Vanity Fair or The Atlantic, but it was that big, long story interviewing people that knew him way back in the day when he lived in a like a cabin with a dirt floor. Right. And they said you'd be laying there and Bernie would wake up in the morning and the first thing he'd say is, we're right about all this, you know. He it'd be his, his, his first thought would be his... You know his fight for socialism in America. It's just he never had any hobbies. He was never even any fun. It was just all day long from the second he woke up. Like you know, maybe you're that way with uh, I don't know your kids or your love or your job or whatever. But that's the way he is with the, the 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 safety net. Right.
3: Has he ever held a job outside of academia? If I remember correctly, no. Yeah. So he's Karl Marxian in that oh, way. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. An unproductive,
4: kind of moochie guy. Anyway, I'm hoping he's not going to get his way. I don't think he's going to because it would take every senator, and he doesn't have Joe Manchin at the very least. Uh, We've got plenty more things to catch you up on. Um, some of the updates are grim. Maybe we ought to get those out of the way so we can get those off our plate. Here, here. Um, that's next.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call
2: 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice.
1: Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Authorities say a body found in Wyoming is believed to be Petito, the 22-year-old last seen during a cross-country road trip with her boyfriend Brian Laundry. Petito's family issuing a statement saying they are grieving and thanking law enforcement for their efforts. According to the FBI, agents found the body while searching campgrounds near Grand Teton National Park. The cause of the death has not been determined. An autopsy is scheduled for tomorrow. Not a surprising result there. No, but sad. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you hear how they found her? That's kind of interesting. There was a couple out uh, there vacationing and just rolling their phone video like people do while they drove around. And they drove by a white van parked alongside the road. And then they remember, oh, yeah, you remember that white van? And they went back to their video. And there was, sure enough, that looks like the van from the... So they, they sent that. They've contacted oh. the authorities. They just happen to drive by the van as they're driving around and just like taking pictures of the beautiful scenery while they're on vacation. And they so saw... the
3: authorities started there where the van yeah, was. Then, yeah, and that's oh. how
4: they they found.
3: Oh wow, her remains so, clearly the boyfriend.
4: Well, yeah, we think so. So here's what's going on with the boyfriend.
3: What we've seen in Florida is search crews going through a nature reserve here in Northport that Brian's family reported that Brian went to back last week on Tuesday. They then waited three days of not seeing him to talk to the police to say that Brian was missing. Mm. And also, when they reported their son missing, they also still would not take any questions about Gabby. So
4: how hinky is that family that their son, who is the uh, all of America, thinks he murdered his fiance, and the parents decide to shelter him and not say a word about it to anybody, including her parents? And then, when he leaves the house and doesn't come back, they don't tell anybody for three days. I mean, what the hell is and that? Then,
3: and then they turn to the authorities and say, hey, you're really good at uh, helping people. you got to help us out here. Our son's missing. I mean, the bitter irony of that. When they and their son hold the key to finding this other poor girl who's innocent. You know, uh, all of a sudden, they turn to the, the, the authorities for help. Beautiful.
4: Unless they're completely crazy, they either believe he didn't do it. They believe whatever story he concocted for them, and they're going with the lawyer's advice to shut up, I guess. Mm. Uh, Or he explained how he did do it, and they're helping him cover up. Those are pretty much the only two options, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Ugly, though. Ugly. So they're going to find this guy dead, right? Yeah. And you then, think he's and hiding out or he offed himself?
4: I think he offed himself. And then what a, what a just an awful end with no point whatsoever, as often happens with these kind of stories. Yeah. Just
3: Crimes S- of passion. When the passion's over, people look around and say, how could I possibly have done that? S- uh, yeah. So um,
4: a fair amount of pressure on the uh, police and maybe police all over the nation uh, how those cops in Utah let a couple where there looked like there was some domestic violence going on just go and uh, just based on the little I know about it, I think they made it a perfectly OK choice. But a lot of domestic abuse advocates are saying you don't understand domestic abuse. You can't you can't let that happen.
3: You know, I'm I'm willing to listen to their point of view and hear more. Uh, Judging by what I saw on the video, it seemed like the cop was a kind and compassionate guy trying to understand what was going on, getting everybody's story. He he said to them, I think it's best you guys separate, cool down for a while. What do you think? And everybody agreed that was a fine plan. So, yeah, yeah, again, interesting conversation to have, but you can't fault that cop.
4: Uh, If you can, text line is 415-295-KFTC. The stock market is uh, way down today and they're all guessing as to why they're blaming it on the delta variant among other things
3: i heard it's uh, concern over china's debt-ridden property sector i know that's why i sold my apple stock this morning i uh, i didn't even know china had a debt-ridden property sector so
4: well if you're a financial reporter and you don't come up with a reason for why the market's drop on a given day you'd, you'd get fired right so you have yeah, to come no up matter with something. how stupid and nobody's going to question you because nobody understands it's way too complicated to question you, so you should could bought it should have bought an ape nft that's all i know <laughs> idiot and investors are concerned about the brinkmanship in washington dc over the debt ceiling which we get to hear about all this week if you're
3: interested in that story i'm not so i don't have to hear about it oh my god i heard a congressman on one of the sunday talk shows t- talking about how the government shut down the republicans got, they dove for the remote control off oh, quickly america
4: enough. will default on its debt for the first time in the nation's history no it's not that's not gonna happen quit pretending it's going to Ugh. if you miss an hour go to armstrongandgetty.com
0: Armstrong and Getty. elevated.